In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not quite two months ago, I was in my office in Beeville, finishing my coursework for the Iona School of Ministry, and at 9.06 in the morning, my mobile phone buzzed. I glanced at it quickly, and this is what it said. Dear Deacon John, I am trying to get your plans on certain services once you get to St. Christopher's by the Sea. I am an old, and then in parentheses he put 91, I am an old, crotchety member of the congregation and have been since 1965. Other than the vestry members I had met about a week or so earlier, Dick Mosier was the first parishioner I had any contact with. During my short time here so far, Dick was perhaps the person I spent the most time with. During our first meeting, we addressed some concerns he had about liturgy, talked about a few mutual people that we happened to know, and then the zingers came. I had lived in Waco. Dick had lived in Waco. I had attended St. Paul's Church. Dick had attended St. Paul's Church. I was an organist. Dick's wife, Louise, had been an organist. In fact, and he was very proud to point this out to me, she was one of my predecessors at St. Philip's Church in Beeville, which he thought was really something. I grew up in Beeville. Dick had lived and worked in Beeville. I have a ranch. Dick had a farm. Now, I never saw the crotchety member of the congregation that he self-professed to be, but I am certain that many of you can tell me stories later after this service about Dick. I have only a glimpse of all that was done around this community and church by Dick. He had been on the city council. He had been mayor. He had served on various committees and even the Metropolitan Planning Commission. He was a veteran and served in the Air Force as a pilot. He worked in the oil and gas industry, and he mentored many people along the way. Dick told me he was on the design team that after the devastating fire ravaged this previous structure, the previous church that was here, he designed and laid out this current nave, this current church that we are sitting in. He even remembered and told me where he got a few of the ideas from. One of the lasting tributes is this window, just there, above the cross which he and Louise gave during the construction of this church. Dick was active until the end and was serving as the Dean of Lectors and working on their schedule for August and September. Dick's passing leaves a hole and a gap here at St. Christopher's and around this community. Dick's motivation about this, his church, was not about status or about power 
or even about being in control of that one little ministry. Dick's motivation was his love of God. He understood how the love of God transcends all earthly love. And he understood at what cost Christ died on the cross for his sins, our sins, and the sin of the whole world. Just look at some of the hymns he chose for today's service. They're all about redemption in action. In the gospel lesson we heard a few minutes ago, Jesus is preparing his disciples for the coming events of the next few days. He knew that he had very little time left before his crucifixion, and he is trying to help them understand that death is not the end. Our lives as Christians do not end with death. No. We are born, we live, we die, and we live again in eternity, in eternal company with our God and with the myriad saints who are our companions on this earthly journey. But we are also resurrection people. We here now, and Dick, and Louise, and all our friends and family who have gone on before us are waiting for the day of ours and theirs resurrection. And that is part of our Christian hope. The comfort we take away today is that Dick is in the loving presence God. He is being made more perfect than we or he could ever possibly imagine, and he is experiencing the fullness of the reality and nature of God's love. The passage from Romans that Dick selected sums it up perfectly. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or the sword? If Paul was writing today, he might even add, will the coronavirus or financial ruin or family breakdowns or a tense political season? No. No. Nothing, not one thing, can separate us from the love of God, and especially not death. Now, we are an Easter people, and this is an Easter liturgy. We rejoice with our dear friend and our Christian brother as he passes from this world to the next. But we also grieve. We have lost our father, our grandfather, our friend, and to many people, perhaps some of you here today, a mentor. And there is, and there will always be, a void left in our lives that Dick filled. And that is natural. It is human. But all of us must, in our own time, come to grips with the grief and the void and rejoice with each other as Dick would want us 
to do. He would not like us to be sad, as he enjoys the glory that he is participating in right now. I mentioned that Dick and Louise gave this window. The name of it is The Glory of God. I know it is a necessary design feature, but I am rather struck by the fact that there is a cross in the center of the window. And it made me wonder if Dick had a hand in that. And it also made me think that as lovely as this window is, what Dick is experiencing is far more beautiful than this window, or any window for that matter, could ever present to our senses. It called to my mind the hymn, In the cross of Christ I glory, towering o'er the wrecks of time. And one phrase in particular, Bane and blessing, pain and pleasure, by the cross are sanctified. As was mentioned in the eulogy, Dick did not like to waste time. Now, to him, having long conversations was, was not wasting time. I, I think our first face-to-face -face meeting lasted over an hour, perhaps even an hour and a half, and most of that was storytelling, and perhaps even a joke or two somewhere in the middle of the conversation. But Dick no longer has to worry about time. We sometimes say things like, he is with God, or he is in heaven, or he is in eternity. I like eternity the best. Eternity is not the absence of time, nor is it just a very long stretch of time that we can't fathom. No, eternity is God's realm. It is the time and space that God occupies. We do also call it heaven, but eternity is the state of being in the presence of God and with God. And that is where Dick is residing now. And so, my friends, let us not grieve, but let us rejoice. Let us rejoice with Dick. Let us rejoice in God. And let us rejoice that we too will experience this same reality one day. Dick, may flights of angels lead you into paradise. May the martyrs receive you at your arrival and lead you to the holy city, Jerusalem. May choirs of angels receive you and with Lazarus, who once was a poor man, may you have eternal rest. Amen.